Make sure you're subscribed to Issues Etc. Type Issues Etc. in your podcast provider, hit that subscribe button, and leave us a five-star review. This will make it easier for other podcast listeners to find Issues Etc. How can a Western country with a long history of association with Christianity, even a state church, a Lutheran state church, country passes hate crimes legislation and then two Lutheran leaders find themselves on trial. Criminal charges of hate crimes committed for statements that they have made on human sexuality, just simply stating the historic position of both scripture and the church on human sexuality. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. Joining us for an update on the criminal trial of two Finnish Lutheran leaders for statements on human sexuality, Paul Coleman. He's executive director of Alliance Defending Freedom International. ADF is providing support for both of the defendants in this case, and he joins us from Vienna. Paul, welcome back. Thank you for having me on. What is the latest development in this ongoing legal persecution of Dr. Pavi Rasanen and Bishop Johanna Poyola? Well, Dr. Pavi Rasanen was facing three criminal charges for hate speech and Bishop Johanna one criminal charge. They went on trial in 2022 at the Helsinki District Court. Both of them were fully acquitted. And then the regional prosecutor appealed that ruling of the district court, which you're allowed to do in Finland. And so the case was retried in the Court of Appeal last week in Helsinki. So both Ivy and Bishop Johanna face trial again for hate speech for expressing their deeply held Christian beliefs. Give us a history of this case. The case really began in 2019, so over four years ago now, when Pivey tweeted a picture of some Bible verses directed at the state church and its leadership because they decided to become an official partner of the Helsinki Pride Parade and Pivey, a member of that church, her husband is a minister in the church. She questioned how that decision aligned with the teachings of Scripture. The police investigated that tweet and considered it to be possible hate speech offense. In the process, discovered a booklet that she had written in 2004, and they also took one minute of a radio debate she gave that year of a one-hour debate, and the one minute was taken out of context, and they strung these three charges together and then also charged Bishop Johanna for publishing this booklet on marriage and sexuality in 2004. So that was all taking place in 2019, police investigation through into 2020. The prosecutor launched the uh, prosecution in 21. They went on trial in 22 and then retrial in 23. So over four years. What is the prosecution's goal? prosecutor's goal is to convict Pivey and Bishop Johanna of these hate speech offenses and in doing so, send a warning to everyone else who holds similar beliefs that their speech and their beliefs is also potentially criminal. And I would say that even if the prosecutor is not successful in securing that conviction, then the goal of the prosecution is to warn everyone what can happen to them in the sense that this has been going on now for over four years. And 
the process of this trial has become part of the punishment, even if they are acquitted in the end. It sends a chilling effect for others watching on. What do we need to know about the hate speech laws in Finland? The hate speech laws in Finland are vaguely worded, highly subjective, and therefore they can be arbitrarily enforced by whoever's in power. And these laws are similar to laws on the statute books of almost all Western nations. So there's nothing particularly terrible about the law in Finland. Almost all Western nations have adopted similar vague and subjective hate speech laws. Does Finland have an equivalent to the U.S. Constitution's First Amendment? Finland does have constitutional protections for freedom of speech and freedom of religion, as do all other Western nations. But these protections are only as good as the interpretation of them, which falls to the hands of the courts, the judges, ultimately. And in the U.S., the U.S. Supreme Court and other courts have consistently upheld the First Amendment and the strong free speech protections that it provides, whereas many other Western nations, even though they have similar wording in writing, the court systems of those countries have essentially gutted those protections of all meaning and value. So it remains to be seen how the Finnish courts will respond in this case. Why does the prosecutor continue to pursue these charges against Rossin and Poyola? Perhaps the prosecutor would say that she's just doing her job, but it seems to me who sat through the case in the district court last year and the court of appeal this year, four days of trial, the prosecutor can't just claim to just be doing her job, but seems to really be of the opinion that the biblical concepts that Pavey and Bishop Johanna have espoused are really harmful and damaging and offensive to other members of society and need to be banned and punished and people who believe them need to be stopped. And this has come through in multiple argumentation that the prosecutor has made, multiple comments that have been made as well to the media. And so it seems that the prosecutor is ideologically opposed to the beliefs of Pavey and Johanna and is able to use vague and subjective hate speech laws to push that ideology and push a regime of censorship. Do we know how the Finnish public is reacting to this case? Much of the Finnish public is in support of Pavi Ravnan and Bishop Johanna Pohila. The Finnish media is somewhat neutral on it. There's been some positive media reporting But of course, there'll be many others within the public who see what's happening, see these high-profile figures dragged through the courts, facing police interrogation, having to go through an ordeal of over four years of criminal investigation, prosecution and trial, and they will be reacting to the case by self-censoring out of fear that something similar may happen to them. You mentioned earlier that the hate speech laws like Finland's are common in other Western countries. Go into a little more detail. So with the exception of the U.S., all of the Western countries have criminalized what we can call hate speech. But hate speech is without definition. In fact, I think it's impossible to define legally, that is. 
And yet all of these Western countries, Western Europe, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and so forth, have adopted hate speech laws, which are essentially criminal laws that criminalize the peaceful expression of speech that others subjectively deem to be insulting or offensive. And so these are laws that carry prison sentences ranging from, for example, six months to in the extreme seven years. And they are increasingly being enforced. Now, they were originally designed to target extreme forms of racism, but they've been watered down, expanded over the years to now we have these laws being applied to a, a Finnish grandmother, Paisi Razanen, who tweeted a picture of some Bible verses. How did it get to this point? Finland, having a long history of religious roots and even a state church, how did it come to this point where now religious people are persecuted and prosecuted for traditional Christian beliefs? And it's a great question. It's a great irony of this case that Paivi is a member of the Finnish Lutheran Church. The Finnish Lutheran Church is the state church. Her husband is a pastor in the church. And the thing that triggered this entire ordeal was her questioning the actions and teachings of that church on a public platform. And how we've got to such a state of affairs in Finland and across the West is, of course, the ultimate question. We see the decline of Christianity. We talk about possibly Western Europe being a post-Christian world. And I think what we see emerging as a result of that is essentially new forms of secular orthodoxy forming. And we can really view these modern-day hate speech cases as an equivalent, really, of the blasphemy cases of old. And so these trials could be viewed as Paivi and Bishop Johanna essentially being heretical or blasphemous against the new secular orthodoxies of the day, particularly in regard to marriage and human sexuality. What happens next? We hope for a decision by the Helsinki Court of Appeal in the next two, maximum three months. If they are acquitted again, then God willing, that will be the end of this ordeal for them. But there is still the possibility, no matter what happens with the Court of Appeal, that the case could be appealed one more time to the Finnish Supreme Court. And so we have to first of all wait for the Court of Appeal decision and then take next steps from there. Paul Coleman is Executive Director of Alliance Defending Freedom International. ADF is providing legal support for both of the defendants in this case. He joined us from Vienna. You'll find a link to Alliance Defending Freedom International at our website, issuesetc.org. Click Talk on Demand Archives. Paul, thank you very much. Thank you. Wednesday on Issues Etc. We'll look forward to Sunday morning, according to the one-year lectionary, talking with Pastor Peter Bender about Jesus cleansing 10 lepers in Luke chapter 17, and its media coverage of religion with Terry Mattingly. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for listening. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc., 
is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.